live. Uh, it's welcome. Monday today. It's right? Monday. Yeah, okay. it's Monday well, today. I am correct on the date. Yeah. If you're day. already tuned in, okay. thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, if you're not yet, you're going to watch this later. Uh, thank you to you guys as well. If you're not going to watch it at all, fuck you. Because you'll never know. We said you'll that. never know. Yeah. Really, you'll never know. But I mean, if you do flick on just right at the start, <laughs> and you already had the intention to just flick off, like oh, I'm only going to watch like 32 so, yeah, seconds well, of this, they're going to hear me tell them to fuck, fuck off. off. Yeah. yeah. Well. So they'll know, they'll know. But um, yeah, I hope everyone had a great weekend. Um, we trained a fair bit. As always. Yeah, yeah I yeah. basically gave myself a, a terrible back injury. Yeah, that's right. You're basically <laughs> I crippled. Squ- I squatted myself you're, to you're the like ability eligible. where I couldn't even walk. Yeah, you're like eligible for NDIS. Train squat now. Probably. Oh, train. Yeah. Um, yeah, I and I know, I know I talk a lot about things like recovery mm. and... And all this ridiculous stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the reason why I tend to have a lot of experience in it is because I usually push myself too far. Yeah. So I tend to know where the line where the line is for other people quite well because I've put myself in some fairly compromising situations, both in and out of the gym. Yeah. And it's hard to it's hard to self regulate. It is well. very hard, especially in the moment. Yeah, and I mean, I left the um I left the military with a back injury, and it realistically for the past couple of years the way that i've trained uh has prevented it from flaring up at all i just Mm. have not had any issues from it um i used to get a lot of pain when i was fatigued and i would notice that my back was fatigued because i started getting like quite significant amounts of pain um and then once i switched over to conjugate programming i noticed that the back pain was basically non-existent like it and um and i guess you know, I've only been training conjugate and programming conjugate for, I guess, about two years now-ish. Mm. It's been a learning experience the whole time. Obviously, it probably wasn't what you would consider pure conjugate right at the start. But, you know, there's been ups and downs. And we, as you guys know, if you've sort of tuned in over the past couple of weeks, we changed our programming up uh, to sort of do a bit of a body shock kind of thing. It's shocking all right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just slam it with some volume to try and... I guess induce um, you know a higher level of adaptation in quite a short period of time. Now, there's always risks when you do something like that. Um, what we found in the first week, especially, was that the weights that we previously would have considered quite heavy were extremely light. Mm. I would say, and looking back now, I see that as an excellent indicator that the conjugate programming that we were using was working very well because yeah. it, it's basically turned heavy weights into light weights, which equals progress realistically, especially when you're looking at lifting uh, heavy singles. Simple formula. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then we probably got to about the two-week mark on this sort of volume shock thing. The fatigue really started to add up. I probably didn't program it the smartest way. I think I was looking back today and I thought um, I, I stuck very rigidly to our weekly structure because it worked quite well with going out to Tyrells and using yeah, the equipment yeah. that's there. And I think that may have actually led to the lack of an ability to recover properly between certain sessions. Um, but this is all a learning experience. and Yeah, absolutely. You know, and what I've found, though, uh, in the past couple of weeks is that my body does not respond very well to uh, extremely high-volume sets. Uh, so... I've made a lot of progress recently with, um, you know, things like heavy singles, uh, max outs, lots of strain um, and a lot of variation week to week so that I'm not putting my um, injuries under the same amount of stress week in, week out and pushing it to a point where it's just totally fucked. Um, whereas what I've noticed with Dan, especially the past mm. 
uh, you know, two and a half, three weeks, is that his body responds quite well to high volume sets. Yeah, because I've done what's it called again? The was it like German volume training mm. or something? It's like the ten Bulgarian sets. Bulgarian or German? Bulgarian, yeah, it's all yeah, it's all the same, really, isn't it? Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> don't tell them that. Um, yeah, because I've done. I think like it was like years ago now, but I have done that kind of training before, and I did it for a while too. But the one I did in the past was ten sets. So you got a three week rotation of ten sets of seven, ten sets of five, ten sets of three. Yeah, and each way, and the idea is that what you did with seven the first week yeah you now um do so pardon me what you do with five the first week you now do with seven the next week yeah so right, the way it is yeah. consistently going up each rotation yeah um and that's how that's the overload part of it yeah yeah and it's a lot of volume yeah yeah like you're doing anywhere so 30 on the heaviest days and yeah. then up to 70 on the lightest days yeah so it's just like and i've done it before and yeah, i usually find i respond quite well um the only thing i'm finding now like i wouldn't do this the intensity that this one is oh, this yeah. volume i wouldn't do it another week one just because of like wear and tear just by get fatiguing but i also am feeling it like um my central nervous system is getting a bit fried now yeah. like i'm starting like i think i woke up the other morning or maybe this morning or yesterday morning with like you know you start to feel your throat's like a little bit sore in the morning yeah. and yeah. you start to get that stuff happening like okay my body is really fatiguing yeah. this is the last week and then it's just full yeah. rest week yeah. and what i've noticed as well is um and this sort of ties in with things that have popped up over the years what like because we've been training together for fucking like five years or yeah, something plus. maybe more um is that there is definitely a carryover between um you know the the success you see in in extremely high volume sets even if it's one or two you have the ability to grind out like we did with that um bench press thing mm. where it's you know the one rep and then eight seconds yeah, two yeah. reps you have the ability to get to that point where you would say oh okay i'm pretty done now yeah but then i told you you have to do another set yeah. and you still manage to knock out like almost 10 more reps mm. you know you have that ability to <laughs> successfully complete reps fairly safely um even when it's when your body's quite fucked yeah i i have found me personally that i cannot maintain technique over significant periods of time and yeah. that's why my injury has popped back up yeah yeah is because squatting high rep sets for me squatting i have this you know um i guess it's a combination of laziness and i just fatigue i think i fatigue quite quickly within the set um you know i get to rep number three maybe four and i'll um, you know, I won't be able to maintain the right tension. Mm. Things start to go deeper than they probably should. I end up stretching things that probably shouldn't be stretched. Yeah, you know, yeah. Things like my lower back. And that's where that pain's come up. So, yeah, I think conjugate works really well for me in the sense. And this is, you know, oh, we are talking about Dan and I at the moment. Uh, but this is something that you will learn if you train for a significant period of time is you'll tend to figure out what your body responds to and what it doesn't. Um the things that tend to injure you or make you feel like you're waking up in the morning, you got a bit of a sore throat, maybe runny nose or something. That's the things that are, are causing you to fatigue more than certain other things. So if you find a way of training and it's working, you know, you do things sort of week in, week out, and you're making measurable progress. And at no point do you ever sort of stall out or get injured, stick with that kind of training. You, there's absolutely no reason to change. Um, whereas if you, 
are finding that, you know, you get to the end of a week and maybe the knees are getting sore mm. or you're feeling a little bit of tightness in the lower back or one of your shoulders just doesn't feel right, that kind of training just isn't appropriate for you and you need to start looking at restructuring your sets and reps and your sessions so that you can recover more effectively. Um, and that's just something that I've had to learn, unfortunately, the hard way. Name of our podcast. Name of our podcast, check it out. Yeah. Spotify, <laughs> Apple Music, <laughs> YouTube, whatever. Um, yeah, it's something that I've had to learn the hard way, especially because it has caused me physical pain. Like I woke up on Sunday morning, I could barely walk properly. But that's my own fault. Like I'm not blaming that on anyone but myself. I was the idiot that squatted two days in a row with a back injury. <laughs> like, um, Dusty said uh, all of those things are just life for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so and, and now I know that moving into my, my next training block, which will be uh, in two weeks basically from now, it will be conjugate and I will be able to manage my sets in a way where like say we have to do for example 24 reps total for me I would probably break it up into eight sets of three with a heavier weight or you know um, maybe do what's called rest pause sets where I do if I need to do a set of six I'll do a set of three and then have you know 10 seconds 20 seconds rest reset my whole position so that I can maintain maintain tension another set of two 10 seconds rest another set of one and that's my set of six whereas for Dan 24 reps but the first set he's probably better off doing as many reps as he possibly can at that weight. So he gets that AMRAP where he sees the most possible benefit from a session like that because he's pushing himself to muscular failure and he doesn't have to worry as much as uh, te technical failure like I would. So it's, mm. it's just a way where, you know, you get your program and it says you need to do 24 reps of fucking bicep curls, for example. Someone with, um, I mean, you can break it down into slow twitch and fast twitch fibers if you like, but someone who responds better to things like AMRAPs, uh, like Dan, he would do those 24 reps as like a set of 15, a set of six, and then a set of three. Mm. And whereas me, I would have to do it as potentially four sets of six or, you know, where I get, because we just get benefits different ways. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Should we um, move on to the? That's about us. We got a few story. people. Yeah, on, yeah um, that was that was my weekend of back injury. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Peter Tuck said good afternoon, mate. Hey, Amen. Dusty's on. Dusty. Uh, I said I finally finished work before you guys finish. Excellent. Amazing. Uh, we have uh, <laughs> Chief Queef from oh, uh, Twit. Your boy. Oh, what a legend. Um, yeah. Your boy. I've He's, heard his music. I think he just said I music. I am Asian <laughs> man. Good night. Oh, excellent. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Okay. Queef. Cool. Yeah, may the yeah. Queef be with you. Um, yeah, as I night. said, 27, getting old now, Dan. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> miss, miss 31. It was, yeah, okay. It yeah. was Dan's birthday yesterday for anyone that's wondering. Uh, we got him a present. I don't know if you want to show the people the present we got you. It's in my art. No. <laughs> oh, the stand. I got a the uh, stand. Sweet stand. Yeah, this, yeah the um, guy's got, it's got like a really cool Anvil logo on the bottom. Yeah, as you can um, see, it's, it's shaped perfectly to fit in the hand. Well, that's what I was about it's to really say. It's a really good hand shape. Like it's great for... You know, example for, like for stamping that. stuff, for stamping things, yeah, and it's very smooth. It's 3D printed, which is really cool. Yeah. It's super yeah. personalized, lightweight, yeah, lightweight. It's got my, it's got Dan's, um, <laughs> what does it say, Dan? Dan's squat plug. Oh, I know what that means. That's weird. Um, Just yeah, I wonder why I, it would say that. Yeah, Nathan didn't explain what it meant. So, <laughs> but yeah, happy it's really happy another way of saying happy so, birthday. Yeah, yeah. So it came with its own little, um, for some reason, flavored lube. I don't know. <laughs> For stamping in, for stamping. Yeah, st I just don't get why we, it's flavored. We like that. We like the I'm about to tell you. 
<laughs> because we like it when we send people stuff like belts and uh-huh. etc., so that they can sort of scratch and sniff the packages, <laughs> and they get a bit of they get a bit of feedback, you know, like oh yeah, this belt's strawberry flavored. Okay. <laughs> it's like the Willy Wonka's in, belt yeah, factory. Yeah, snozberries yeah, taste it, like snozberries. Yeah, everything in here is edible. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Kate's having a laugh. Dusty said, "I don't think you need flavor for where that goes on the stamps." What do you mean? What do you mean? On the yeah, stamps. I've got no idea what you mean. This, Very strange. Yeah, I we guess all... maybe if I like, if I just like douse it, you also, know, I guess flavored <laughs> lube, and then I'm like stamping for an extended period, and like if like. <laughs> Yeah, mm. <laughs> this good. stamp liquid is delicious. Yeah, yeah. Thank God they got me the flavored one. Yeah. <laughs> also, I guess we now have on record that Dusty doesn't eat us. So, you fucking coward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't know how that relates to stamps, but yeah, that's fine. Yeah. He said, "Hey Dan, hey Dan makes twenty-seven look good." And um, oh, thank you. Oh. Dusty said, "Happy birthday!" And thank you very much, Dusty. Yeah. Who said Dan makes twenty-seven look good? Cutters. Um, Oh, oh Cutters. Cutters. Thank yeah. you, Cutters, but you're a liar. But I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> what a legend. Um, nice yeah, man. so should we move on to our topic <laughs> yeah, uh, for, the, for the day? Yeah, enough about my presence. Enough about me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll just I'll just leave it there. We can't spend every live at five talking about you, Dan. <laughs> as much as I try. But, it's um, weird that you just take over the whole conversation. <laughs> but our topic for today is the is um it's not Wild West Wednesday, by the way. Despite <laughs> yeah. the Unfortunately, we can't spend the whole time talking about eating out. So. Yeah. As, wait, much as, wait for Wednesday, to, as much as I'd love to. Wait yeah. for Wednesday. We'll talk about it then. Yeah. I'm, you know, fucking talk about my dissertation and eating <laughs> ass that I did. <laughs> <laughs> the topic is um, the pros and cons of online coaching, which I think, you know, I know you have strong feelings about online coaching. I have feelings about it. Mm-hmm. I have, I think Do you know I'm, what a man of harsh measures is all I'm saying? I have strong feelings about most things, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> but that's why we're here. That's yes, <laughs> yeah. It keeps the people entertained. That's why we gave you a uh, <laughs> an outlet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I needed this. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I get crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I ran at my mirror. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Well, let's talk about online training. Yeah. Uh, we did talk about... The benefits of a coach last week. Yeah, so was good. this is a good follow-on because we went. We talked about coaching the coaches, the benefits of coaching quite yeah. a bit, a fair bit. And it's I think coaches, well, the kind of general thing was that they're basically just a really positive thing to have. Yeah, and if, if you can justify spending the money. Yeah, um, but we also discussed the fact that there's a lot of, um, I guess, education. Well, yeah. educational pages on Instagram and stuff, people that are promoting the right sort of thing. Um, that you could have as like a coach slash mentor mm. that you wouldn't have to pay for, you know, but it's like a page that you would consistently go back to for good information. Yeah. Uh, maybe somebody that challenges the way you see things, that sort of thing. Like I have that kind of thing with Elite FTS and yeah. Dave Tate is I find the information that he provides, I can relate to really well. I find it really easy to absorb that information. Mm. Like the way they communicated is great. And um, and they tend to have uh, a lot of different perspectives on that kind of page. So I'm not paying that guy as a coach, but yeah. I would say that person fulfills that sort of coaching aspect for me in one way, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I mean, speaking about things like coaches and mentors, you can have more than one. In fact, there's like a, oh, bunch, yeah. a whole bunch of articles on the internet. Um, I think Harvard Business Review has done a couple uh, about mentors, I guess, in your, in your business life, but in your personal life as well, where you have one that is, you know, you've got like six different mentor types and you should have one that fulfills each particular role. Like, yeah. you know, one is the kind of person that will back you up 
for promotions within your whatever office. Another one is the one that you would go to for advice. Another yeah. one is completely separate from your work environment, like all this sort of shit. So, and you could have like, like you've got Gary V. I would assume fulfills one position and then you might have all of them for Nathan. <laughs> yeah. <he's pretty laughs> Dad. <sure>. Yeah. <laughs> Potential romantic partner. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think the good thing about him is he gets so many, he talks to so many people that. Yeah, yeah I do so, like that about Gabby, actually. Like, I've seen him speaking to just like like singers and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah just, just like, you need to collaborate and like, he's yeah. always on to how you can expand and grow no matter where you come yeah. from. Yeah. And I like, and even I would say in that veteran business community kind of thing there are people that you can go to and ask for advice yeah like that would fulfill a separate one because you can't call up gary v whenever you like yeah, exactly. i'm really struggling with this excel spreadsheet bro can yeah. you just give me some help yeah well like i'm doing now like there's a guy i'm talking to about warehouse and logistics yeah we found yeah. like a really good accountant through that so we can kind of like call him but yeah there's yeah so there's like and that's sort of the pros of coaches in general but um this sort of allows us to segue into uh, talking about the pros and cons of online coaching or online training. Mm. Um, and don't get me wrong, there are some really good pros. In my opinion, I think the internet has really opened up the, I don't want to say life coaching, but the availability of information that anybody can find something that they relate to. Yeah, you know? I think that's I think that's my main pro for not just in online training, but also just almost anything online is the accessibility yeah. to anyone. Like you were saying, say Elite FTS for you, you can go in there and find information that you probably wouldn't be able to get yeah. otherwise. Yeah. Like, and at that level of expertise, like, yeah. yeah, you might be able to go, say, like a powerlifting gym, and there could be some really good dudes there, but yeah. none with the unique experiences of, say, the people from, or the, yeah. uh, you know, Dave Tate, for example. Yes. Yeah, um, so, yeah, I'm a big fan of the internet. For that, or just modern technology in general, for yeah. the accessibility of not only information, but you know, well, mainly information, I guess. But, yeah. yeah, I think on the flip side, though, if we address the sort of immediate con related mm. to that one, is um, sort of the level of expertise that somebody needs to have to be on the internet is, as far as I know, it's almost negative. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah a, some kind of bandwidth yeah. dial-up, anything. Dial, yeah, like. Um, to put yourself out there and and be seen as an expert in your field is more about smart marketing than it is about actually knowing what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and one of the things I was thinking about because I knew we were going to be talking about this was like say a lot of online coaches now, and I, I and again, the I understand why they do this because of the marketing aspect. Their, their CV is essentially them. Oh, yeah. And it's not, you know, it's not like oh, I've, you know, rarely does anyone care on the internet when they get online coaches like, oh, this person has like a master's in strength conditioning and they've worked X amount of years in yeah. this work training these people. It's just like how active are they on their page? Yeah. How good do they look? Yeah. Um, how, you know, and, and that's what, and there's like, you know, a lot of people will go, well, they'll find someone they relate to basically. Yeah. And that's why their personality and their activity on that is so important because they, that's how they get people. Yeah. I yeah. think in yeah, the people sounds predatory. But yeah. <laughs> I think in the, well, it is predatory. I think the fitness uh, yeah. industry is a pretty predatory in industry and the fact that they don't, a lot of the time, especially when it comes to online coaches, one of the pitfalls that you can come up against a lot, um, it's, and it's extremely common is that that person doesn't have to care about your results like um you know as a client there's they don't have a huge obligation to um to deliver realistically um 
one because the industry is fucking saturated like you know every person their dog is a fucking fitness coach or like life tip giver um if what they are saying doesn't work for you you just go find someone else that does and they just go move on to the next potential client like and i'm highlighting probably a fairly negative aspect of the industry i'm not saying that all online coaches are like this i'm just saying that this is this is the majority so the good ones are really fighting the hard fight to not be perceived as somebody that doesn't mm. care um and also one of the one of the traps of the online coaching industry is that it can be very easy to be successful with um i guess minimum effort in the in the fitness space and maximum effort in the marketing image space and and like we said before um you know their resume is generally them like um if i wanted to go to i don't know let's say a a college in the states and be a strength and conditioning coach for one of their football teams the standard set there would be quite high you know those football teams athletically they have to perform um the college football industry over there is it makes money and it's bigger than our main footy things and it sets things and it sets people up to uh, potentially become athletes that will be in the draft and be professional, say, NFL athletes that make fucking shitloads of money. So there's a lot of pressure in, in an industry like that to know exactly what you're talking about and then deliver on those things. You know, if you want to be a strength and conditioning coach for even just a college football team, you need to know your shit. Um, you're also going to be vetted by a bunch of people that have probably been doing this shit for a very long time. Uh, you probably need to spend time as an intern where you you don't get paid fuck all and you need to prove that what you have to offer is valuable. Um, if you want to be an online coach, you don't have to do any of that shit. No. Um, all you have to do is potentially have a social media page. You need to have a, a, you know, a number of photos where you look fucking shredded afro and... Um, and that's about it, I imagine. Yeah, well, and, and that's it. Like, Access to the app store, yeah. maybe, <laughs> where you download your very own personalized app for 19.95, and then just customize it with all the pre-recorded fucking video footage <laughs> yeah. of somebody and doing like, shitty squats. And we're not making any of that up. That is like we've seen. Ashley Bill- Bynes is a perfect example of this. I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, is. I know her. Yeah, she's. I think she's. You know those um greens things we got. Greens. I think she's the chick, the green powder. Oh yeah, she is the chick on the top of the powder thing <laughs> there's so whoever is on top of that powder has actually done a, a shoot riding one of matt's motorbikes weirdly oh, enough. Really? yeah really? i was like i have fucking seen this name before maybe she's emily sky there's an oh that sounds familiar yeah i think it might be emily sky but i have heard of ashley Bynes as well yeah and look i'm not going to actively call out anybody you know by their name no. and say that person is <laughs> that person is particularly shit like one of the we're just so, gonna find the right person. Yeah, he'll do it. Yeah. One of the trapdoors of of the fucking internet fitness industry is that at the end of the day, you as a as a consumer and you as an individual need to be aware of what is good and what is bad. Um, you know, one of the things that Cobes and I have talked about, and Cobes has put on his fucking story and stuff, is you know he blames the general population for most of this bullshit mm. because. The fitness industry wouldn't wouldn't be able to get away with ninety eight percent of the shit that it gets away with if people weren't willing to pay for it. Well, you know, Gen Pop want the easiest possible solution. They want to be able to sit on their yeah. fucking couch, eat shit food, watch Netflix all the time, and get fitter. And every internet coach realizes that, and they're going to sell you a bullshit way to do that until yeah. you realize it doesn't work, and you just pop off to the next one. Like, yeah, and that's what we talk, we spoke a bit about it on 
Friday about regular coaches, mm. or like coaching face-to-face, the benefits. And that, yeah, the fitness industry does pander to the, like, the unrealistic wants yeah. of its market. Um, and, and again, it comes back to marketing. It's smart marketing. And yeah. it's the reason a lot of them make a living off it. Um, but as far as improving people's health, it's not effective. Yeah. It's just a how do we churn people through this? Um, we know they're not going to stick around for very long once they realize it kind of sucks. They just want to look good for an yeah. event or the summer or something. How do we do that too? And they've, so they're, the boxes they are ticking are still what the market wants, yeah. but it's not objectively good. No. Um, and one of the biggest parts of changing that that perception, that market is education, right? So for one, you know, we as a, as a group try to provide education for free. We do this shit that doesn't cost any money so that the consumer on the other end can ideally make the right choices when it comes to training, you know, um, rather than just looking online and finding you know, the next Ziz that's just jacked off his head on fucking steroids and looks sick in a photo shoot, shoot that he had fucking three years ago um, with great lighting and, mm. you know, a three-day water cut um, and trusting this guy to somehow fucking deliver the same, <laughs> you know, the same solution for you in a six-week six week period with your average fucking strength and conditioning program that's yeah. like, do three sets of 10 for fucking six weeks. Yeah. Like, yeah, good luck, bro. <laughs> also, take steroids because like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just won't get there without them. Um, and on the flip side, you've got to, you know, you've got to be using social media like we are trying to, pages like Elite FTS, Squat University, fuck, there's heaps of them out there that are trying to provide, uh, you know, free education for people so that they make better choices, you know, because I can't expect Gen Pop to make the right choices if they don't know what they're choosing. You know? uh, yeah, and that's the the catch. It's like we want, there's all this stuff It's like, oh, it's their fault because they don't know what to pick. Yeah. And it's like, well, they you know, they don't know what to pick. They don't know any better. Well, yeah. yeah. And then it's, it's kind of like the and best it, you can hope to do is yeah. try and teach them. It would be very hypocritical of me to sit here and say it's all your guys' fault mm. and then not provide information otherwise. Mm. Right. So I'm trying not to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the same thing with like Cobes. He calls out Gen Pop for having mm. bullshit expectations. But he spends fucking like 25 hours a day trying to educate people yeah. on this stuff. You know, he's got his own podcast. He's got like, so he's one of those people where he's like dedicating his entire fucking life to trying to educate people so that they can make the right decisions, mm. you know, because when it comes to the online fitness industry, like, you know, like we said, if you're an, if you're an effective marketer, you can reach potentially millions of people. If you charged, let's go $1, for your fucking like sick ebook on how to stay shredded for summer. And even half of that million followers paid that one dollar. They went, Oh, it's only a dollar, I'll pay that. Mm. You've just given that person half a million bucks. Yeah. Like then on on the other hand, <clears throat> where I, the problem I have with business is if it did cost one dollar, people would be like, Oh, it must be shit. So yeah. this person can charge $20 yeah, and yeah. people will be like, oh, it must be good because it's $20. And then on top of that, they only need a 20th of the people to yeah. buy it and they've still made half a million bucks, <laughs> you know. So um, that's that's where it comes down to a successful online trainer doesn't necessarily have to be very good at training people. They just need to be very good at promoting the product that they have. Yeah. So that's a, that's a real thing that I see as, as a big con 
And that's a, that's one of the reasons why I tend to have a bugbear about online training is uh, these people are shamelessly marketing something that you can find online for free most of the time. Yeah, and essentially what they've done is because, like we said, their CV is them yeah. and they've taken all the information they didn't have to discover. They just yeah. take it from people that already know it and then just present it to you through the lens that is their personality. Yeah. And you're like, this person knows everything. Or They're I, amazing. Um, or like package it. Yes. Well, basically, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and again, that's just fucking business. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's just like they're like the alley, like the information they got from was like Alibaba and, <laughs> and they're the business that just like bought the product at cost yeah. price and just sold it for more. Yeah. Like, so, you know, I mean, they're intelligent at what they're doing. Um, but unfortunately, once again, it's it's not helping Gen Pop in, in that yeah. regard. Because um, at the end of the day, if someone's a, a knowledgeable, good trainer and they are doing online coaching, like there's nothing wrong with online coaching oh, yeah. inherently because that's just the new, that's just the modern world. That's how things work. Accessibility. Why wouldn't you do it if yeah. you can? Like it just means they don't have to like there's trainers that don't have to pay fucking three hundred bucks a week yeah. in gym rent and shit. And they can still effectively help a lot of people get fitter and live healthier lives. Yeah. It's when yeah, people the people just just treat it as um like churning through just <laughs> yeah. numbers. Yeah. And Darcy Robinson said, Yeah, but they're wearing sweet gym shark leggings that go right up their clacker. <laughs> Thanks, why, why the word clacker? <laughs> I, I posed you, why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, like, how do I make this like crude and as bogan yeah. as possible? <laughs> well, you did it. Now, yeah. now then one. I miss you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I like. We're not. We're certainly not saying that all online trainers are shit. No, um, that, we're talking pros and cons. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and we know a lot of people that train online and they do an excellent job. You know, uh, some of our affiliates only train online, and they really well and truly do give a fuck about the people that they they train. Yeah. Um. You know, Naomi, for example, yeah. she has done more for women and strength training than almost anyone I've ever fucking seen, mm. and she promotes really healthy lifestyles that are super accessible to everyone. Everyone, um, her pages evolved health and fitness. We're just going to shamelessly plug you right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, we got you. We got you belt up there. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, she's one of those people that does basically all online work, but she genuinely gives a fuck about the people she's working with. Um, she, everything is very individualized. So the the people, uh, the good ones are out there. You know, they do exist. Uh, but the problem with, like Dan said, an industry where there's not not a lot of vetting involved is more bad ones slip through the cracks than good ones. You know, it's easier to stumble across a bad one. And another issue that I see with this, that particular system is you might see someone online that you go, oh, yeah, that dude's really fit. They seem to stand for a lot of the the principles that I stand for. Um, I'm going to sign up to their training program and do their six-week challenge or whatever it might be. And it's generic and it sucks and they don't make the kind of progress or maybe they end up injured or whatever. And so they go, oh, okay, online training isn't for me. I'm never going to do that again. So one bad experience potentially ruins their ability to ever get fit, you know, or they're completely off coaches forever because that one person online didn't give a fuck, mm. you know. So I and think... So, oh, okay. yeah, one of our affiliates actually said they did... They had like a change of trainer and they were doing all online stuff, but they were doing with like quite successful online coaches. But they said like they weren't getting the kind of like support or individualization that they expected to get for what they were paying and all that. So they just switched. They're like, I'm just going to go someone who I know I'm going to get that from. Yeah. Um, And when you're in an industry like this one, um, 
that's not going to break the bank. You know, one person going, oh, I'm not getting what I need from this, like, successful online training business, I'm going to switch. That person doesn't care about your business because they know that 10 more people are going to replace that one person. Mm. You know, even if they are one of the trainers that has a, a limit on how many people they're coaching at any one time, you know, if they're successful enough, they just hire another coach to operate under their business, which is extremely common. Like mm. you get... Um, say one person's name on the business but they have like eight different coaches working for them and their name has the big social media presence they attract them in and then they build their social media presence across eight more trainers more people get caught up in the net and all they really need is someone to sign up for 24.95 each month for a six month fucking program that you're yeah. locked into and hello millions of fucking dollars like for a, a model that doesn't have a shitload of overhead realistically yeah, yeah. All, all the person needs to do is sit at their computer for maybe four hours a day and knock out the world's most generic strength program mm, copy paste yeah it's um just remember to change the name yeah, yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately that's one of the another one of the cons of this particular industry is they can get away with that because once again, that one person that doesn't respond to that kind of training probably is just going to go find someone else because there's fucking 100 million other mm. PTs out there online. They just switch to another one that works for them. So there's not a lot of accountability for these shitty coaches to actually do a better job because nobody's regulating it. Nobody's turning around and going, you didn't care enough. Uh, so there's no consequences mm. to that, to their actions. They just make more money. Um, so that's one of the one of the things that you do need to be concerned about and just aware of if you are looking for an online coach, uh, if you think that you need that kind of accountability or, you know, somebody to to guide you and you don't have the time to go into a gym and spend it with somebody twice a week or something, online coaching is a great option. You just, you do really need to shop around and you need to be very critical of what you're looking for. You know, I would ask a lot of fucking questions before I signed up to whatever it is they yeah, were Yeah, I would say look like say you find one you might be interested in follow them track them for a little while and see how active they are what kind of stuff they're, if they're just posting like you know flex photos in the mirror of the gym <laughs> then they're probably not that active with their actual people they're yeah. training um and we'll say someone again selfless plug like naomi like she's constantly posting like fucking graphs that i never bother to read exactly <laughs> what they are of like all the progress the people are making yeah. and like all this stuff, and she's, you know, so I can kind of see, oh, she's got genuine care of what's yeah. going on with the progress they're tracking. And that's the kind of thing I'd watch out for if I was looking for an online trainer, which I don't imagine I ever will, but yeah. if, um, yeah, it'd be looking at what they're actually doing and do they treat it as a job or are they just treat it as like this fucking yeah. copy and paste email and like money. going back to that, like, um, you know, we've talked about, say, 531 mm. a fair bit on this particular yeah. podcast, whatever it whatever it is, live show. Um, and 531 is a program that you can literally go onto a website called T-Nation. It's got just fucking thousands of articles, maybe even millions of articles on training. Some of them are shit. There's not a lot of vetting. But um, but T-Nation is a great resource if, if you're into that. Um, and it's where I discovered a lot of the first articles that led me to other places anyway. Um, but 531 is a free article on... Nation that it literally step by step walks you through how to program for like six weeks. Yeah, um, I'll just download the app and we'll do it for you. And that's yeah. right. So there is a 531 app that is also free and 531 is a program made by a guy named Jim Wendler. He's a very famous strength and conditioning coach over in the States. Um, 
it's a beginner's strength program. It'll take you like three or four years into your training cycle before you even probably need to change. But um, I was talking to someone I used to work with uh, back when I was working in an office and they were like, oh, yeah, I've got this online coach. They're, oh, yeah. they're programming for me. And she was like, can you have a look at the program and see if it's any good? And so I took a look. It was 531. This mm. person was charging fucking like 20-something bucks a week to just have a reprinted version of the 531 app. And this poor girl who just didn't know any better had uh, was just getting belt-fed stuff that you can get off the internet for free. You yeah. can even get off the app store for free. Yeah. Like, there's a full app that will just do it for you for Did free. Did know what belt-fed means? Oh, <laughs> like, um, I don't know how to explain it any better. Uh, well, I think it's it's just coming week after week. It's the same fucking information. <laughs> Nothing changed. And it, she could have just got it for free. Like, um, belt fed refers to machine guns, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like a production line, yeah. like a conveyor yeah. belt. Maybe. Maybe belt fed, yeah. yeah. Um, Nikki said a further consideration is to weigh up the risk of getting injured. Huge potential if the coach isn't active and provides no form correction. Yeah, and that's exactly the thing. And um, I know, say, the one Marshall was mentioning earlier, FTS. I don't know if they still do it, but he would spend hours a week just going through for free yeah. um, videos people would send through and go, hey, can you check this out? And, you know, he would do free form correction just in the sake of education and um, trying to help people. I have a slightly different opinion when it comes to that. Well, um, I, know it's, I know it's not perfect. Yeah, um, well, on- in, in my opinion... I think it is the individual's responsibility to maintain their own technique as best they can. Um, YouTube exists. There's about a million fucking videos of people doing squats on it, etc. You know, every exercise that you can think of exists on YouTube. There's probably a 30-second tutorial for each of those exercises on YouTube. Um, I would say, you know, it is a coach's responsibility to tell online or otherwise to tell the person, if you don't recognize an exercise that I've given you, ask me if i don't get back to you and you're in the gym look it up on youtube and watch a tutorial video and then do the exercise um because the information is out there and it is free most fitness apps these days actually include a little video demo of the exercise so i would say the onus is very much on the individual to ensure that they are doing the exercise right and if they don't know I, I mean, maybe I'm demanding a little bit too much from the average individual, but like, is it that big of a deal to just jump on fucking the internet and look up, you know, how to do a squat, watch a 30 second video? Okay, I'll try and do it that way. Mm. I'd say, like, because again, I think when we spoke about before, it's really, it can be really hard to train by yourself and tell exactly what you're doing. You may feel yeah. like you're doing it correctly. And I think there is value in getting like filming yourself and sending it to someone, especially because yeah. there's been times that we've said to each other, I don't know how to fix this specific yeah. thing I'm doing wrong. And especially someone that doesn't have experience, they're probably going to find that obstacle a lot more often. Like yeah. they may go, you know, like butt wink. I've, it's a super common one. Like yeah. how do I stop this? And it may just be as a say, you may message them to go just, push your ass back and like <laughs> and then they go oh my god i didn't even think of that it's working magically and that may work for them it may not yeah um and i thought that's where there's value in that kind of individual um kind of form checking yeah like yeah anyone can go online and look up the generic like how to do a squad and there's, there, i get you're right there is so much information and mm. specialized information on like pe- quite experienced coaches explaining step-by-step step the exact thing to do for yeah. big lifts and all the every other thing imaginable. But um, I think it is there is value in form checking yeah. sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah, certainly. Yeah, um, Dusty just said what if I think it's a 
pretty good point. What if you think you're doing it correctly? And that's and exactly most of the time, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. most yeah. of the time you do think you're doing it correctly. Um, I would say that it, it can come down to uh, lazy coaching. So this is looping back to whether or not you've got a good online PT or not. Um, is the prescription of exercises before the ath- or the individual is ready. So, um, you know, if I don't like throwing somebody straight under a barbell, I just don't, I think the barbell is quite dangerous. Um, I think that it tends to uh, emphasize mistakes more than it does emphasize success. Um, I think there are better ways to te- teach the main lifts before you ever put your hands on that straight bar, basically. Um, I think, as a coach, you need to be aware that most people don't know how to do these basic movements and that there are alternatives that exist that somebody should be running for like six months straight before they ever do, a, say, a free squat. So, you know, somebody should, you know, and in the online coaching world, it's very difficult to stand. And this is why I don't do it personally. Um, I don't feel confident that I could help someone to the level that I think they needed, especially in the veteran world where there's just injuries galore. Um, to the level that they need while just being this faceless online entity. Mm. Um, I think I need to sit down with someone and get them in the gym and go, okay, what are your goals? Okay, let me see your squat. Let me see your bench. Let me see your deadlift. Um, If those are the things they want to do and then go from there. But if you don't have the opportunity to see them do those exercises first, I mean, people should be box squatting before they ever do a free squat. It's almost impossible to fuck a box squat up. Um, they should be doing things like hex bar deadlifts instead of straight bar. They should be uh, doing dumbbell bench before they ever touch a straight bar. And I'm talking for like six months to a year, they should be doing these things. And I mean, this is all evidence-backed uh, stuff. Even my own personal experience, I've had like um, four clients who have been box squatting only, no free squats whatsoever uh, for the past almost three months straight um i had two of them do free squats for the first time literally in three months and their free squats have never looked better like the carryover is huge uh the alternatives for things like bench press and deadlifts do exist um and you can use those to teach somebody good technique without ever putting them at risk of injury you know so i think as a coach if you are going to be online or in person you have a responsibility to prescribe progression properly you shouldn't just assume progression is start with the bar and then get heavier you start with goblet squats and mm. then move up basically that kind of thing yeah and i agree like um I, if you go to an online like again another kind of i'd say a red flag for an online coach is if you start getting trained by trained by them and they don't have some kind of screen screening tool yeah. that they use to learn more about you. That's a sign they don't really. It's not yeah. going to be individualized. They probably don't give a fuck that much besides what you're paying. Yeah. Um. Because that's something. You know, you are supposed. You walk into a gym first time. You'll have to do one anyway, or at least with a coach. Yeah. Like they need to know what kind of in, in your injuries are, how often you'll be training, how long. Like there's a bunch of information that they should know to effectively program or train you. Yeah. And um that's one of them your level of experience like how much training you've done in the past what kind of you enjoy and yeah if so if i was going to give a program to someone and i they had never stepped foot in the gym i wouldn't be like yeah put the barbell on your back because yeah i've seen people do it before and they they just lose balance and that's super awkward yeah um and we like we've got a starting strength program that was designed or was written in with the idea that someone had either never been to the gym or they're yeah. coming back from a break and there's no barbells Except maybe, know, maybe some rows or something, but yeah, yeah. But it's just like goblet squat to start off in squats, um, dumbbells, 
everywhere else and no deadlifts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think, yeah, that's and that's, I wouldn't call that a pro or a con of online coaching. It's just no. something to be aware of is that, you know, there, there are, I mean, just like any industry, there are varying levels of knowledge and expertise within that industry. Like to be, for example, to be a qualified PT in Australia, um, and I'm not saying this is like regulated or anything, but most commercial gyms will only hire someone who has completed as a minimum a Cert 4 in fitness, right? Uh, the Cert 4 in fitness, in my opinion, is a fucking joke. Um, it's what I have, but I got it as like a tick in the box. I got it as a joke. Yeah, I got it, I got <laughs> it ironically. ironically yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it teaches you like the absolute bare minimum that you need to know to potentially help someone make a small amount of progress with regards to their health and well-being, right? Um, it certainly does not teach you how to train somebody with a shitload of injuries. It doesn't teach you how to individualize a program. Um, it certainly doesn't teach you the benefits of different variations of the squat, you know, for example. This is all stuff that you would have to go out of your way to learn yourself, uh, either through courses or a shitload of research online. Um, you know, this is this is stuff that the coach actually has to take personal responsibility for they have to educate themselves so that they can help educate others and train others in the best way possible um you know like we said at the start and a couple of times through this there's absolutely no reason for an online coach to have any more qualification than a cert for in fitness uh, in fact in australia they don't even need to have that right so somebody could present themselves as an online coach with absolutely no formal education in, in fitness. Yeah, and the edge of their experience is generally like they've competed in, yeah. you know, you know, for general pop, it's you, the online trainers are generally, say, like figure models and things like that. Yeah, like, that's uh, where they get their sick pics from. Yeah. yeah that and, one comp they did yeah. years ago. <laughs> and that's it. And like that's usually like their qualification. They've got, they stepped on stage yeah. and did something because they had a low body fat percentage. And it can be quite hard to differentiate between the good ones and the bad ones because, mm. you know, most places that train people online will have uh, testimonials basically. Yeah. But what... You know, if you think about this from a business perspective, what kind of coach is going to put up the bad testimonies? Yeah. You know, you don't get them very often, but if you did, you wouldn't put them up. You know, you just would hide them, right? So this coach is only going to have testimonials from people that have seen success on that program. And that could be a very small percentage of the population that just hap happen to have the right body, uh, right body type, the right proportions. Uh, you know, they happen to have the right kind of muscle fibers that respond to that kind of training or that kind of diet or whatever. So um, I think as well in saying that uh, Google reviews and Facebook reviews yeah, they don't control. Oh yeah, but website reviews they have complete control. Yeah, yeah. And so, the thing that goes on Instagram, yeah, like that sort of stuff. It could if you're looking at Google reviews and there's bad ones, like there's there might be bad ones. You could probably trust them. Yeah, because the user can't delete them. Yeah, mm. same as Facebook. But yeah, if it's on their website and you're reading their testimonials, it's yeah. gonna be the good ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so that's just something to be aware of. You can use like Google reviews as an objective source. I actually have no idea if people use Google reviews to call out PTs. They probably do. If, yeah, well, if you go like, to the, the comment section on Instagram, that's always full of fireworks. You can usually yeah. just type in whatever <laughs> and reviews. If, if, like you said, their name is the business yeah. and their business is on Google, then anyone can review it. But if, yeah, if they're 
not a business on Google. Pretty much anyone will have Facebook though. Yeah. And anyone can call out someone on yeah. their Facebook reviews. Know, you, can't, yeah. you can't control Facebook reviews. Yeah, certainly. You can email them and if you've got a really good reason to take it down, but yeah, they don't usually <laughs> take it down. Yeah, they care very little for the feelings. Yeah. Yeah. So Facebook, <laughs> you probably trust Facebook ones. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, yeah, so I would say like if you, and this links back to what I said before, if you are looking for an online coach, do some due diligence, probably mm-hmm. more than you would do for anything else because uh, this person, you, you're, it's an investment. You know, you are paying money to this person um, and they are going to have potentially a significant impact on your life. It could be positive or it could be negative. Um, the worst possible case scenario for an online PT fucking, um, you know, being a piece of shit is not you not making progress. The worst possible scenario is you getting potentially injured like, mm-hmm. or, you know, ending up with a poor relationship with food or, um, you know, more commonly an enormous amount of misinformation around uh, exercise and health and well-being, you know. Um, so there are some pretty severe consequences to fucking this stuff up, right? So, um, and that's another reason why we don't, currently offer online training is because Mm. we cater to the veteran industry um or i mean the veteran group i don't know what community community yep there we go um yeah we cater to a community that tends to be already pretty fucked up they're riddled with injuries uh potentially mental health issues uh so to offer something like online training to these people that probably require a fair amount of special attention um and that's a good thing is I don't see that as fair on that particular community. Um, however, when you look at things like um, women in strength training, uh, even someone that potentially has a common injury like uh, lower back pain or uh, that upper cross, lower cross, like a yeah, loose yeah. upper back, tight anterior, whatever, these kind of things, um, they do need to be catered for for the gen pop uh, for general population. Uh, specifically to you, you know, so you do need to find someone before you pay money. You should hopefully have some kind of evidence that shows that this person actually gives a fuck about you individually. Yeah. And like Dan said, that's a screening process generally. Uh, you'd be able to see how many questions they're asking, what kind of injuries they want to know that you have or have had in the past. Um, and then, I mean, by the time you get the program, it's probably too late. <laughs> but if you get the program and you've said to this person, oh, yeah, I slipped a disc and I have like a pretty fucked up lower back and the first leg day is <laughs> deadly. Yeah. You should probably be asking some fucking questions. Like, why are you making me doing do something that could potentially aggravate my injury that yeah. I very clearly worse, told you, you about? Know, you're in a wheelchair and they <laughs> say deadlifts. Like, yeah. You're in a wheelchair. I imagine the government will pay you, like pay for your training <laughs> and you can get a pretty high level of care, I think, <laughs> through NDIS. I assume it's a struggle out there. Uh, it could be, <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I mentioned women in strength training, you know, women have uh, a certain things that need to be catered for that men don't have. For example, their period and um, bone density stuff. Usually calcium deficiencies or iron deficiencies are more common in the female Different population. Different distribution of muscle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and so, also stigma, I would say. Yeah. Women in strength training, they're still like, it's obviously changing and that's why I'm quite supportive of people like, say, Naomi or Lily, yeah. um, women that are you know, showing a lot of strength training in what they do yeah. and the results they get from that because it's slowly trying to change that. Yeah. But, yeah, it's still off coming off the back of a long time of, you know, resistance training is for yeah. men. So when it comes to women in strength or women in training in general, 
you need a coach that gives a fuck because you are going to come up against obstacles that you know your average guy is not going to come up against um and that could be hormonal or whatever you know so it's i mean it pays to have a coach that is either a woman or knows a lot about um you know how to train women it's mm. you know it's its own subject matter i personally don't have a huge understanding of it whereas i know dexter the guy that which yeah. he had a massive understanding of you know yeah, he done specialty stuff. courses yeah, so, yeah and there are specialty courses out there that exist obviously there's information on the internet that exists around that kind of thing um so yeah if you are looking at an online coach especially and you are female you should be very careful about who you pick mm yeah, cool. All right. uh, we're coming into the last, like last eight minutes. Eight minutes. Yeah, cool. Thank you for everyone that's listened today. Um, anyone that's interacted, we appreciate all of it. Also, if you watch later, we appreciate that too. Uh, we're able to train and develop it. We've just been talking about online coaching today, which has been not something we do, but um, something we thought we'd talk about coming off the Friday chat about coaches in general um, and pros and cons. So we're in the last eight minutes, so we'll probably wrap up in a sec. But if you've got any um, last-minute Personal stories, some more opinions. What was Dusty saying? Uh, he chat, just said um, the yeah. internet told him about a pill that will make him skinny. Are you telling me that's a lie? <laughs> um, I do remember seeing not an telling it's a lie. I'm telling you, it's probably bad. Yeah, <laughs> and it said skinny shake life when we're talking about. Um, There's that skinny jab now. Have you seen that thing? That's literally jab. like a fucking injectable that you can take that promotes fat loss and it's pretty fucked up what like, promotes it? fat loss it? is going to be one of the biggest bits of misinformation Imagine, and Wouldn't like you have to like the thing is adrenaline it, to probably, get heart? it probably works but it is not a healthy or sustainable <laughs> method to lose weight well, like, what's that shit like it's really big in the uk that you take well there's skinny tea they have that because well. yeah, all it does tea. is increase your heart rate <laughs> like yeah that's what they do and like, what's that it's um not trend it's like the weight loss version i know they take a lot of melanotin uh, in England, that gives them tan. Yeah, I know that because I remember speaking to the you know who I'd be talking about. Um, and she was it gives them tans. Yeah, like, yeah, like, they get like yeah, they get tans. Yeah, yeah, so they all get like. It doesn't this, sound good for you. <laughs> surely not. No, but yeah, they, there's also and they'd been on this and you take it and it like it all it really does is increase your heart rate and it, so you burn fat more. I don't know who that is, unfortunately. Jake Cullen said Stevie Lee Fuller. Maybe that that's, does sound familiar. Maybe that's reason. a person on. Oh, maybe that's the person promoting the skinny jab thing. I saw something oh. about it, and I'm like, "Fuck! Imagine, imagine like getting online and promoting this to your potentially audience of millions of people, and going, hey, you guys want to lose weight? <laughs> Try injecting this thing yeah. into your body.' <laughs> That that's the solution. <laughs> Exercise not working for you? Here, a syringe. Jab up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smack up. Side effects may include death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, did Dusty say anything else exciting? Um he said uh, he's a big fan of the internet too. It taught me where Dan's present is supposed to live. My hand, like yeah. I assume that's where you put stamps. Yeah, if not Google on letters. How to use stamps? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I figured out what turns Dan up. It's Nathan like pulling on that thing and it's pushing the. Oh, it oh is the, yeah. Can you turn yourself back down again. We really fucking. Weird. Yeah, I have turned up, haven't I? Hello. There we go. Oh, there we go. You were right yeah, Nathan's gripping onto that thing for dear life. <laughs> yeah. Throwing it around. Yeah, well, I've got to really... <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, should we wrap uh, up there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll cool. All right, thanks for everyone again for tuning in uh, and contributing or if you watch it later, we're in training development. Um, if you want to check out our podcast, feel we'd appreciate it. Um, it's on Spotify and Apple Music. It's called The Hardware Anvil TD Podcast and it's also on YouTube and our channel is Anvil Training Development. Um, we've got a bunch of stuff on all of them um, about all the live at fives. Also, we go over articles Marsh and I have written on a bunch of different subjects relating to physical and mental health. And, yeah, so thank you. We'll be back tomorrow for our scheduled live at five. So 5 p.m., catch us then. Yeah. Um, oh, we got just quick. Jake was just tagging that. That's the on, danger of Facebook <laughs> on my on my computer screen or the program I'm on. I can't see if it's tagged. Oh, right. so yeah. we're just like, who the yeah, fuck is like, that? Yeah. Who's <laughs> this bitch? <laughs> uh, yeah, Jamie. Uh, if you watch this later, we may know. We mean we may know. <laughs> yeah, Dusty said later, boys. And see, dude. Ninety one Tay gave thumbs up. See, Tay. Uh, oh, I need a piss. Will oh, catches. Yeah. You taking the butt plug home or? <laughs> Where what? else would I take it? It goes with me everywhere.